This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Welcome to Monday Matinee on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. And welcome to the Sonic Society. Uh, I don't know where Jack is. He's disappeared. I well, I was, I've been looking around here for for ages. And well, folks, oh, David can't hear me. You see, well, happened. I was trying to make a sandwich, and I was I was I was reaching into a jar of olives, and Jack, I fell in, and now I can't reach the top to get out. But tonight is Jack. Atheist Apocalypse, and frankly, if I don't get out of this Jack. jar soon, there's no God, and it'll be the end of me. David! Jack? He just can't hear me. David! Well, hopefully, we know what we're doing, so I'll just press play on the projector, and, well, here goes. At least you can sit back and relax right here on the Sonic Society. Welcome, dear listeners, to KUSA 9 News at 9. I'm Jake Leminski, recently returned from a vacation in the islands. Feels good to be able to drop a few K, head off to the tropics, and just get away from it all. But I don't need to tell you, listeners. You know what I mean. We're also happy about your privilege, Jake. Hello, everyone. I'm Beatrice Johnson. And not only would I like to welcome the listeners back to the show, but I'd also like to remind my co-host that not everyone can relate to his point, nor is graced with the same opportunities that he has. It's easy. Work harder. Work more hours. It's really simple. And don't forget, B. You're my co-host. I hate it when you call me that. But Tyler calls you that all the time. But I like Tyler. Ah. Anyways, we welcome you back to the broadcast after some time away. It was kind of station management to give us the holidays off so we could be reminded of certain sacrifices made for us 2,000 years ago. I hope you spent your time wisely. Coincidentally, it's starting to feel like it wasn't nearly long enough. When we last broadcast, you were pretty distraught over the mysterious government entity's official announcement that the disappearance of nearly half our population was caused by the rapture. Since we're left behind, I can understand why you took it so hard initially. Either way, you seem to have adjusted well enough. Well, I had a decision to make. 
I was at a crossroads in my life, and after extensive soul-searching, a couple out-of-body experiences, and some rather rigorous reintegration counseling with Handi Shaft, my spiritual advisor at the Salvation Palace, I realized that I have a path to walk. I may not have asked for this, but it is my destiny. I'm doing important work, and I'll touch thousands upon thousands with my efforts through our bi-weekly broadcasts. That sounds wonderful and completely inappropriate. Listeners may actually be wondering what's been happening in the Tri-Counties besides the status of your eternal soul, Jake. And I'm happy to announce that the banana spider infested water is an issue no more. Cold winter winds and South American spiders don't play very nicely with each other. And as the weather seems to have killed every last one of those bastards, all we had to do was wait it out. Can you believe it? On a more frustrating note... The MGE Political Council members still have yet to announce their candidate for Supreme Chancellor. Listeners may remember their promise months ago that they would announce their preferred candidate to lead us into the future, but news has yet to come forward about who exactly that will be. However, as not to wallow in the negative like some news stations, we have been chugging along under the oh-so-close and specific supervision of the MGE, and I've got to say, everything's been coming up Beckley. Even Earl Antwerp, the professor over at the community college who was nearly killed last year when viciously attacked by a pile of books, has been given a second lease on life. It's also... perfectly planned. That's right, Jake. Though his behaviors have been previously questioned by parents, students, administration, and the now disbanded local council of canines, it seems Professor Antwerp has been put back on the schedule due to an unfortunate accident between women's study professor Leslie Wright and one of Nellie's nibblers. The very same special cucumbers our Chamber of Commerce president Nellie Negapositive was hawking on this very show only a few months ago when Jake invited her on. She was raising money for the community. Be that as it may, Professor Antwerp is now charged with carrying the Women's Studies program through the final semester of the year. Things are bound to get fairly interesting in that department. In more positive news... We hope. After a successful first post-apocalypse season, station management has invested in the growth of the show and hired a new entertainment reporter. His name is Edwin Bonshift. Edwin, welcome to the staff. <sighs> Thank you, Beatrice and Jake. Hi, I'm Edwin Bonshift. You might recognize me from my limited run on Bart's Millionaires at the El Rey, Los Angeles, or maybe from my role as Papa Midnight and Constantine. Either way, now, I'm here, reporting on the antics of people I spent time with before everyone disappeared, making me irrelevant. So, news about celebrities. Lance Bass, a former member of NSYNC, is being sued by a Corin Megalian after Bass allegedly hit him during an abrupt lane change. His injuries are unspecified, as are the dead. You know, when you start ma to make any kind of headway in the industry, so many people come out of the woodwork looking to get a piece of you, or at least a paycheck. Back when I was doing musicals on a regular basis, this older woman, in the early 40s, I think, claimed that I was the father of her eight-year-old child and tried to sue me for back child support. Anyway, I digress. Jason Aldean, a country singer, appeared in blackface makeup as part of his Little Wayne costume during a party recently, sparking controversy and accusations of racism. Aldean has yet to respond to these accusations, but what remains of the slacktivism community continues to express out. I, I mean, I wasn't even in L.A. when the kid was conceived. I was 
touring as an understudy with a production of Evil Dead, the musical on the East Coast. And the kid was tan, whereas I am perpetually pale owing to my extremely Irish heritage. He couldn't possibly be mine. Anyway, Alex Vega, known for her roles in Repo, the Genetic Opera, and the Spy Kids franchise, revealed her struggle with bulimia after being booted from Dancing with the Stars. Said Alexa, I, I feel like it's such a sensitive, tender issue. A lot of people are afraid to get uncomfortable. To- I-, 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 I could have been a father. I'm not afraid of it. He just couldn't possibly have been, uh, been mine, is all I'm saying, and I'd hate to have taken his real father's place. She didn't even know who I was. Sure, she was at two of the Evil Dead shows, and I did hook up at after parties, but I- I'd have remembered her. I wasn't so drunk that I wouldn't have remembered her. That couldn't have been her. I- I- anyway, that's that's it. From what's left of Hollywood... From me, Edwin Bondshift, here at KUSA 9 News at 9. Back to you, Jake. She, she must have been raptured. That was refreshing, question. Edwin. It's great having another real man on the payroll here at KUSA 9. Truly a great assurance. What with the current unspoken war on white men happening all over this God-blessed nation? As the normalization process continues around the Tri-Counties, we've noticed more and more signs indicating the inevitable return of humanity's teeming underbelly. We had hoped that after the rapture, people would have taken advantage of the opportunity to turn over a new leaf and change their ways. But apparently, that's not the case for everyone. Unfortunately, we are seeing a rise in vandalism. Someone has been tagging bridges and overpasses all across the Tri-Counties. Sheriff Roger Rogers states that no culprit or motive has been determined, but he has promised to get to the bottom of his Cheesy Puffs container while contemplating the legitimacy of existentialism. That doesn't change the fact that these graffiti messages have been proliferating around our community, tainting the exceptionally unique beauty that is the Tri-Counties. We've sent Tyler our studio bitch. Boy. I totally meant to say boy. We sent him out to one of the hot spots where bridges have been getting tagged on a regular basis to do some investigating. We will bring you his observations as soon as he's able to call in to the station. Until then, we'll focus on the fallout of the rapture event. Months later, many Tri-Counties residents are still reeling from the fact that they are here in this realm. As if living in the Tri-Counties isn't enough of a downer, a lot of you are cranking up the post-departum depression to 11 as a result of not being chosen for rapturing. Making it even worse on the unchosen is the fact that there is no clear indication why we are still here and all those other people were deemed fit for departure, even though you know for a fact that they cheated on their spouses as often as they cheated on their taxes or were abusive or even worse, littered. If there's anything I can't stand more than Jake, it's littering. It is troubling. Just knowing that so many undeserving people were raptured, lifted up, if you will, while so many superior people, much more desirable people, are still here left to suffer on this mortal coil. It all grinds my gears, B. None of it makes any sense, and with God as my witness, I'll personally get to the bottom of what's going on, even if it's the last thing I do. I'm determined to... What's new, what's again? What's new, what's a cat? 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 Thanks, bro. 
station management is instructing us to move on to the weather while they ready a follow-up report to our segment covering the systematic oppression of the masses left behind. You know, us. Whom the raptured are undoubtedly calling the unchosen behind our backs like the smarmy jerks they are. Check your privilege, you bastards, before I check it for you. And now, the extraterrestrial weather. Grading, Shapel. Many happy returns, friends. Welcome to our weekly extraterrestrial segment with Max and Andy. This week we will be talking about the so-called rapture. It appears that the religious people have convinced the majority that these alien abductions are actually just people getting bamfed by Jesus. Wow, sheeple. Just wow. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's all just believe the senseless claim that a 2,000-year-old dead Jew can coordinate an invasion this insidious. Some Pastor Roy fellow has been having a big influence on people, saying that there wouldn't be clothes laying around where people were banned. Well, how does that even make... We've doubt for some time, and I have personal accounts, that the aliens are sexual deviants. It's all a part of the gray agenda, remember? They took me up naked and did horrible... Just horrible things to me. They do it so you can't focus on your surroundings to gather intel. But if there is one man who could focus while being probed, tis I. Andy, you don't have to go into detail. No, I won't be their victim anymore. I saw their plans, past, future, and present. I saw information on the Archduke Ferdinand, the Knights Templar, the moon landing, Hitler, JFK, the Oxford Kaaba, 9-11, global warming, and something called the Taco Obsession, and the final invasion. We must take up arms, people. We've created an underground bunker from the profits we made selling rain barrels. It's safe and well-stocked, listeners. We know and have taken every precaution. Every wall is lined with an unbreaking line of salt to keep out ghosts. Every threshold lined with silver-coated cloves of garlic. Toward off vampires, werewolves, and Jefferson Airplane enthusiasts. There are many more features, but we don't want to give away all of our secrets. We are now accepting applications for residents. We are filling our female quota first, then our male quota. Sadly, children born of this last generation have been tainted by the greys and won't be allowed in. Only partly because of their love of One Direction and the Beebs. Applications and all fees will be collected at the bunker, which is located underneath Max and Andy's Water World. See it soon, slabs. Thanks, fellas. Well, we finally heard from Tyler, and I'm not sure what took him so long, but I imagine it had something to do with the fact that we sent our intern Sarah with him. Who knows what those crazy hormonal kids might have gotten distracted by. Right, Beatrice? You know what I'm saying. I know what you're implying, but I also know you're a vindictive idiot, so it doesn't matter. I'm more concerned that you sent both our interns out of the studio while we're on the air. So what? You have to send out the sound guys too when going into the field? Duh. One, Tyler isn't just a sound guy. Two, they're sound engineers. And three, Tyler is fully capable on his own. Unlike Beckley. What, are you having Sarah hold his mic for him? (laughs) What's so funny? Oh, I bet she's holding his mic. 
They're probably doing a sound check right now. God, you really are juvenile. Anyway, now we don't have anyone in the studio with us. What are we going to do if things start going haywire? You know, like they always seem to do when Tyler isn't around to help us out. Don't fret, my pet. You've got a man here in front of you. What in the hell did you just say to me? You misogynistic idiot! It's great that you took those extra electives. That's why you're such a valuable female member of the team here at KUSA 9 News at 9. We've actually got Tyler on the line. I'm constantly amazed at how quickly that young, handsome man gets to where he needs to be. He's so efficient. Well, that's one way to induce vomiting. What do you have for us on the graffiti story, Tyler? Thanks for the uh, compliments, B. It's still kind of weird that you have to say them like that on air, though. Anyway, I'm standing near the highway overpass in Rotisserie, and I'm kind of confused by what I found. The overpass is definitely marked with graffiti, but it's not what I was expecting at all. Sure, it's unsightly, but it's really only because there's an overwhelming amount of it. Saying there's a lot is definitely an understatement. There are all different fonts, styles, colors, and obvious cultural influences. But that's not actually what's so surprising to me. Well, what is it, Tyler? Is it as horrible as it's been reported to us by various citizens, including Mitzi Carmichael? That's just it. No. Not at all. These messages are positive. Positive? Like, positively offensive? Hurtful, maybe. No, Jake. Every single one of them is positive. I'd even say encouraging in nature. For example, sprayed across the entire right side of the overpass is the following message. It's written in blockbuster style, and it says... You rock. Underneath that is peace-style graffiti depicting people of different races hugging one another. The left side of the overpass has a number of messages in various styles saying things like, No challenge is too great. And with determination comes success. And if you want it, you can get it. And don't touch that. It's mine. But I still love you. My favorite, though, is the bright orange hang in there. And it looks like someone just duct taped a stuffed cat to the ledge just below it. This sounds absolutely atrocious. Who would deface our infrastructure like that? Do authorities have any leads? Uh, no. No, Sheriff Rogers doesn't have any leads at the moment. He has admitted that he's flummoxed that anyone would, and I quote, do something so egregious. I did catch sight of a nondescript window-tinted black car bearing the symbol of the MGE slowly passing by, so I grabbed the driver's attention and asked the unnamed, unseen representative for his opinion on the situation through his slightly cracked window, and he stated that he was troubled that anyone in the Tri-Counties would behave in such a manner and then went on to question what sort of godless upbringing a person would have to experience to leave such horrendous messages in such a public manner. Tyler, did the unnamed, unseen representative actually read the graffiti? He was gone before he could ask, unfortunately. 
right off. I tried, I, I did, but I just wasn't quick enough. Typical dialer. Hey, by the way, I'm not sure why you did it, but thank you for sending Sarah out with me. She's been really handy to have around. You hear that, B? Handy. She's been real handy for Tyler. Why are you doing air quotes around handy? They represent a note of sarcasm in regards to the words they are surrounding. You can either stop now or catch these hands in your face. Ooh, hashtag workplace violence. Anyways, I hope there's more than just talk happening at the Capitol. The Tri-County's under attack, and something must be done. Residents feel threatened by these aggressively positive and encouraging messages. And it's this reporter's opinion that the last thing our community needs in this moment of premature recovery are misleading messages of positivity. One can only hope the good sheriff or the MGE are able to take appropriate action against these disgusting, disgusting criminals. Now, before I get even more upset, I need to take a moment to upset a few of you. During my incredible extended and luxurious vacation on the islands, something terrible happened to one of the staff members of KUSA 9 News at 9, as is prone to happen right around the end of broadcasting seasons. Kinda weird now that I'm thinking of it. Also weird that we have broadcasting seasons. Well, such is life. And I'm not one to question authority. Anyway, it took a few weeks for the following news to filter in, because Kelly Muttersey didn't necessarily surround himself with the healthiest of people. They were a bit more focused on their next run for The Rock, rather than letting people who cared about Kelly know what had happened to him. Listeners, it is my true displeasure to bring the news to you that Kelly Muttersey is missing. We're not sure when it happened, or who was involved, or how high he was, but we do know and can confirm that his blimp was found abandoned and strewn with weeds and wild plants. Flora must grow really quickly in this post-rapture world. There was no sign of Kelly and seemingly no clues left regarding his disappearance. Could this somehow be related to the abduction of Jake Lemmingstein? Is there a conspiracy revolving around KUSA 9 News at 9 staff? Does anyone really care about that other Jake anymore? Maybe those bleeding hearts at CNN fear the true news getting out and have decided to launch multiple subversive attacks against us. I wouldn't be surprised if that damn wolf Blitzer was behind it all. You hear me, Blitzer? We're on to you. You and your unreasonably aggressive name. But the good news, at least for the ladies in the audience, is that Fabrice Le Chevalier has done quite well for himself in the black market, and he's quit his consulting job with French television station Art to enter into early retirement. Station management gave him a pretty sweet deal, and knowing that Fabrice is a licensed pilot, as most exotic, mysterious foreign men are, station management offered him a contract he just couldn't refuse. He's accepted the offer to step into Kelly's boots. Or sandals, more likely. Kelly did sound like a filthy hippie. You know, actually, he's Australian, and I'm not really sure if he even owns footwear at all. Well, whatever he wore, Fabrice will continue on, providing roving reports until Kelly's return. Thank you for stepping into the void, Fabrice. It is my pleasure, Jake, especially if you had seen the signing bonus station management gave me. Supposedly, the graffiti problem is a thing for you Americans. In France, we have no such problem. 
In fact, in the whole of Europe, we appreciated and adore our aesthetically pleasing infrastructure so much that we would never yearn to deface it. But of course, we're much more respectful and appreciative of these things than you wasteful yanks. I searched all over Paris for graffiti because I'm still waiting on those kids from the suburban slum to clean out the mess Kelly left behind in the blimp. Disgusting. And I could not find a single marking. Again, we French are beautiful people and long ago grasped the concept of respect. But I did some thinking about how I could fulfill this contractual obligation and realized that I could report on the situation without the blimp. So I jumped in my personal helicopter, flew across the city to my favorite rooftop terrace, and thought about your pathetic, sparse, joyless reality while consuming the finest in French cuisine. And I thought about what French graffiti would say if the French ever developed to the level of you Americans. So here is my top five list of possible French graffiti sayings. Number five. Can you imagine not shopping at Chanel? Numéro 4. No, twist, I'd love to speak English to you while you visit my country. <laughs> Number 3. The French, we are not rude, we are realists. Numéro 2. You're a slave if you shave. And the number one possible French graffiti message if we were ogres like you. Hey, at least we're not American. Back over to you in the studio. Thank you, Fabrice. I really don't like that guy. We received another letter from a listener. In what is becoming a trend, this letter is discomforting. It reads, KUSA. No, I will not say dear any longer. A salutation which you do not deserve. I am writing to let you know that the season of forgiveness has not changed me. Forgiveness is for the weak. As you begin your journey into your new season of broadcasts, know this. You have the opportunity to address the needs of those who demand to have their needs addressed. I encourage you now more than ever to reconsider the path you have walked. Choose wisely, KUSA. Choose wisely. The horrors Jake Levingstein is experiencing are nothing compared to what I'm actually capable of, KUSA. Nothing. Signed, be warned. Huh. What is up with that beep? This is getting ridiculous. At what point does someone do something about these constant threats? If kidnapping doesn't bother anyone enough to act, what will? Does one of us need to be killed before something is done? I'm sure this is just a listener who wants to vent. They're probably upset because we have vacation for a month straight. As if it's our fault they have a crappy job with no benefits. Honestly, I wouldn't let it worry your pretty little head. I'm going to ignore your condescending comment for now, but only because there's some breaking news about the impact of the rapture and we need to get to it. Before we get too caught up... Um, Beatrice, I'm going to have to jump in here and sort of expound on my incredibly effective political skills. 
What are you talking about? I told you that I wasn't going to let go of this rapture business anytime soon. Listeners of our show and literally hundreds of believers across the Tri-Counties know that the rapture has been promised to us via our birthright. And like those so-called climatologists regarding that hole-in-the-ozone crackpot nonsense, I'm not about to let this go. It's this steadfast determination that sets me apart from all the other anchormen in the Tri-Counties. Of which there are none left. As exemplified by my ability to influence the MGE. (laughs) You? (laughs) You influence the MGE? How exactly do you figure you've done that? Let's just say I have certain connections inside the MGE I was able to leverage. Not only to bring clarity to the prospects of our future, but also some resolution to the current situation. Just because the MGE is new, and we're all still in this post-breakup period with reality, doesn't mean that we have an excuse to wallow in our own collective misery. Instead, with steely Dan determination, we march forward toward prosperity. Thankfully, for people like me, that is now happening. I'm proud to announce that, while we've been on the air, the MGA has taken steps to alleviate the situation for all us believers who know we're doing the right things. In a two-part announcement, they've officially endorsed us as vicars, if you will, and clarified that the role for those of us believers left behind is to serve as an example for the wayward, the lost. I see this as an honor, as a badge, a piece of flair, if you will. And one that I'll proudly wear. You understand that just because someone says something doesn't mean it's factual, right? And the MGE has taken further steps to assist us saintly sentinels of the mortal realm. But more on that later. For now, brace yourselves, Tri-County Geeks. We know you've been anxiously awaiting our return to the airwaves because... Well, apparently most of you are unable to read a blog on your own. So without further ado, we bring you... Venice's vibrato. Hello, my lovelies. It's so nice to be writing for you all again. We've all had some time off to recharge our auras, and it's time to get back to business. Horace has been working tirelessly ever since the MGE's rapture decree. Whatever he does for those mysterious bureaucrats, they have certainly needed him a lot lately. He's also been a terrible grouch, which has gotten rather expensive. Every time he has a tantrum, he manages to break a mirror. I'm not quite sure how he does it, but it's getting rather annoying. He does calm down a bit over the holidays when I sent Gary on vacation. But since Horace can't drive, I had to bring Gary back early. I wish those two would get along. Interestingly, Yogi Brahma has reappeared. It turns out he wasn't raptured after all, but decided to take the opportunity to go off on a tantric retreat with the cute blonde barista from the coffee culture down the street. They must have had a lot of meditating to do, because they only resurfaced last week. Yogi Brahma is looking very happy. Though he seems to be walking with a slight limp right now. Cosmere is still trying to figure out who the strange man in the vortex is and sadly has not made much progress. She has gotten a couple of messages, B and Rusty Car, if you recall. 
but it seems like the man's presence has weakened, and he is not able to communicate any further. However, there is now strange music being heard through the vortex. She couldn't place it at first. It was almost more like a sound effect than music, but I said it sounded like a didgeridoo. I ought to know one when I hear it. Does this mean that a strange man is Australian, or perhaps a vortex busker? They do crop up on occasion, rather like they do in subway stations. But it's easier to dislodge one from a vortex, at least. I will keep you posted if anything more develops. Until then, my lovelies, remember that the truth is whatever makes you happy, and reality is whatever we believe it to be. Namaste. Seeing as how none of us took any of our precious vacation time to check in on Artie, we were going to skip the sports segment. But station management says if we did, they'd lose out on some sweet sponsorship deals from fantasy sports companies around the Tri Counties. Fantasy sports. Grown men playing fantasy sports. Whatever. So, without further ado, we take you to sports with. I don't know, whoever the hell is doing it. Yeah, at least four nights a week, trying to get me to come over to do all this menial crap around his house. Yeah, it's kind of creepy, but I mean, I, I think really he's just lonely. I mean, I, I still don't like him, but at least I can understand. I'm, then on the other hand, what kind of reasonable person just owns a reef shark? We're... already? They weren't supposed to call for another 20 minutes. Hi! Hi, everyone. Welcome to Tyler's Ball Bag. It's our interim sports segment, while Artie's still on the loose. Uh, by the way, the sheriff has deemed him unarmed, and pretty much not dangerous at all, because, I mean, well, it's Artie. So, anyway, we're down here at Kerry's uh, Sports Bar, where we were hanging out uh, before heading over to the baseball field up the street. Okay. Four tequila shots for you, sugar? But I guess that's not happening now. Um, hey, turn that TV over this way. I don't care what's playing on it. Just move it, Bill. So, uh, it looks like European soccer is on the mini tonight. There, uh, there appears to be uh, one team that's dressed in bright red and another in white and blue. Yeah, so they're running back and forth a lot. It's like a bunch of guys with terrible haircuts. They keep falling down really exaggeratedly, seemingly for no reason at all. And they keep grasping their legs and heads in pain. All sorts of flags are being thrown around the field. And well, to tell you the truth, I, I have absolutely no idea what I'm looking at. Although there's a bunch of huge bald guys sitting at the bar that have been yelling at the television for the better part of the past 20 minutes since it started. Hey guys! Hey! Can you tell me who, uh, who that is that's playing right now? That's Liverpool versus Everton, mate! Liverpool? More like Loserpool, right? <laughs> right, guys? Liverpool scores less than my grandfather remembers my actual name. Which, which is almost never. What'd you say? Everton supporters are taking. Boys, it looks like we got a couple of bloody toffee suckers in our presence. Toffee? What? Okay, well, it's okay, so it seems like I'm a little more drunk than I initially thought. Bill, 
I, th- I think you need to hurry up and finish your drink. I really didn't intend for this to happen. Hey, look, guys, I was just having a little bit of fun. I had a couple more beers than I probably should have. We love having fun. Let's say we have a little fun right here, right now. Get boys. Get to the studio now. Go, Bill. Go, 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 go. Hey, Jake, uh, we're on our way back, uh, and it, I, we're coming in hot. All right? See you guys in a few minutes. All right. See you soon, Tyler. Hey, can someone go lock the front door? And now on to something infinitely more interesting. Let's see what the ever-dependable Rick Beckley has in store for us. Dear listeners, Rick Beckley here, and I've been told by station management that I have to publicly apologize to you for causing panic over an alien abduction. You see, those bizarre lights I saw in the sky weren't, in fact, UFOs. It turns out that they were LED-lit discs used in a sport called disc golf. Last year's Winter Classic disc golf champion Mark Braun was nice enough to explain to me that disc golf is sometimes played at night so the lit discs make it easier to see. He also informed me that the so-called tracker beams I thought I saw was nothing more than the ribbon tied to the disc. So, in the event that the disc ends up in a snowbank, the player can retrieve it without issue. So thank you, Mark, for setting me straight on that little issue. I was also told by Tri-County's golf champion Joe Reed that disc golf and golf golf are not exactly the same. He also informed me that he was working on a new game called Bowling Golf. However, he didn't tell me which two games were being put together for that new sport. Which reminds me, where the hell is Artie? This has clearly turned into a sports story. You know what? Never mind. That guy would know the difference between a soccer ball and a Brazilian football. Anyways, now that I apologize to you, I also need to apologize to my producer, Sarah Donovan. During my alien encounter last broadcast, I might not have exactly noticed that she had fallen into a ditch on the side of the road, striking her head on a discarded rusty rain barrel. So maybe I left her without transportation and all of her bags to carry, alone, for a couple of miles to the closest Circle K. I apologize, Sarah. Though it definitely could have been a lot worse. You could have actually been abducted by aliens, which I do understand may have been a hallucination brought on by my psychoactive drugs I binged on prior to the segment. But nevertheless... Well, you can kiss my ass. I accept your acceptance of my apology. Oh, I bet you do. Why wouldn't I? I'm a big enough man to admit I'm wrong on national television. You know, when pressed to do so by the higher-ups. Two seasons in, and empathy, what's that? Just get to the story, Rick. What story? The f- Rick, I'm trying to keep it together here. You need to pay attention. Um, that's kind of the producer's job? You want praise for just doing your job? Millennials, man, you're all in for a world of hurt when you catch up to the rest of us over here in reality. Me? You think I'm in this for the praise? Hi, Kettle, it's me, Pot. You're black, too. Sarah, race has nothing to do with it. I can't believe you're even bringing that up. Oh, my God. You're not just an idiot, but you also expect praise for not doing your job, and more so than anybody I know who actually does theirs. I deserve praise. I am the talent. Producers are producers because they lack any sort of discernible... Graffiti, Rick. The story is on graffiti. Cover it. Of course it is. No need to get testy. Sheesh. Just do this so I can go home. Remember, this is an unpaid internship. I'm not being compensated to hang out with the one and only Rick Beckley. Hey, that's payment enough. Anyways, hello Tri-Counties. Rick Beckley here with some alarming news. Uh, alarming though? Alarming isn't really the best adjective to describe the story, right? Well, I wouldn't say so, but I'm normal by Tri-County standards. 
Fair enough. The graffiti in Tri-Counties has often been linked to local taggers, gangs, and a few roaming artists. But today, as I look up at the water tower, they used to say, Hell is closer than you think. I noticed that it hasn't been repainted, but tagged again, this time reading, True friends are only a smile away. Nearly all of the pre-existing graffiti had been transformed into beautiful pictures, gestures, and inspirational quotes. As of yet, no one has come forth to claim responsibility for this swath of positive graffiti. Perhaps one day, you'll be able to thank the gentleman. Or women, maybe? Okay, Sarah. Hope to one day shake the hand of the person or persons responsible. Till then, this is Rick Beckley, KUSA 9 News at 9, saving the world one story at a time. Back to the studio. Another Pulitzer worthy report by the incomparable Rick Beckley. This broadcast was brought to you by Homeless Homebrewers. Tired of the same old weak domestic beer but can't afford those expensive imports? Looking for a change of taste in your beer diet? Well, we have the solution for you. By removing the middleman, large logistics chains, and trifling and expensive sanitation procedures and processes, Homeless Homebrewers has managed to uncover a way to bring you beer without all the expense. Worried about taste? Don't be! Our expert taste testers didn't get where they are because life is tough. No, they drank their way to Skid Row. What better way to ensure great taste than to produce massive amounts of recycled urine, cycling it through our unique rusty barrel daisy chain and into the waiting mouths of our ever-expanding staff of expert alcoholics. So when you're ready to party like it's always 5 o'clock, think homeless homebrewers. We may be homeless, and this may be recycled piss, but at least it's not Budweiser. Jake. We're getting ready to close out the broadcast, and we still haven't heard anything about the MGE's next step to save the already saved yet obviously diluted portion of the Tri-Counties. Are you going to fill the listeners in on part two of their process? Thank you, B. I was just about to get to that. Listeners, a representative of the MGE has given yours truly, that's me, an exclusive which they're granting to no other station in the Tri-Counties. Dude, you get that there are... No other stations. The MGE the has right? released an official checklist for favorable behavior. That's correct, citizens. As part of something they're calling the Oneness Initiative, they've taken drastic measures to heal this wounded world. Now you'll no longer be forced to aimlessly slug through life, wondering if what you're doing is good enough, hoping against hope that the balance sheet of life ends with more credits than debits. Thanks to our conservative leaders in the MGE, There'll no longer be any mystery about what we should do, what we need to do. We already have statutes, laws, governing what is and is not socially acceptable. This can't be serious. The checklist? Oh, it's very serious, Beatrice. Super duper serious. While you were incessantly droning on, I flipped through the list. This is flat out oppressive. Well, I think you're overreacting just a little. Citizens of the Tri-Counties, the checklist is fine. Unlike the previous American regime consisting of weak and compassionate men who tried to relationship build with terrorists, the MGE isn't afraid to speak absolute truths, things which might make some uncomfortable. This new list of approved behaviors will ensure freedom, anonymity, and passivity on levels never seen before. Gone are the days of willy-nilly attempts at figuring out just what we're supposed to do in order to meet ambiguous objectives laid out for us in ancient texts. 
Thanks to our new supreme rulers, we're once again paving the way into the future for the rest of the world. Some approved behaviors included in the checklist are living a cash-only lifestyle, obedience to anyone who claims authority over you, and unquestioning acceptance of anything supported by your elected and unelected officials, just to name a few. You can get your copy of the complete checklist for appropriate behavior from any Walmart, Sam's Club, or Christian bookstore within the Tri-Counties. Don't go looking for it in any of those used bookstores, though. Those places are filled with hippies. And we all know hippies simply don't comply with anything. Except that patchouli mandate, which admittedly even I'm still somewhat confused about. Everyone just smells like used hacky sacks now. We now realize the world has changed, and we are all at a crossroads. Different paths lay before us, and it is our decision which path we take. We are not alone. We can take comfort in knowing experts within the MGE have our collective interests at heart. With them, we have the structure necessary to adjust to this post-apocalyptic world, and also achieve our goal of ascendancy to our rightful place. What a beautiful, beautiful reality. Mankind working together with one goal, the same goal in mind, even if it is compulsory. And with that, we wish you a fond farewell. And remember, stay calm, and calm we shall pray. Stay. Stay. Shit. Who changed the teleprompter? They're gonna friggin' dock my pay for that one. I know. I think it's great. Well, hopefully in time for next week, we'll have Jack back. I hope. Come to think of it, I haven't actually seen anyone else recently. Hello? Hello? Well, I'm stuck here at David. David's stuck too somehow. You know, maybe... Maybe... Maybe the whole world is a series of Russian doll olive jars. Hello? What a creepy thought. See you next week in the Sonic Society, I hope. I'm Jack Ward. Hello? Could someone at least hand me a spork? If you can help us out, um, well, if you can help me out, uh, please send us a message. Uh, there's Twitter, David? at Sonic Society, David? at Jack Jamie Ward, David? at Astro Tour 2010. David? There's the Facebook groups. David? There's, well, David? all of the other ways to get in David? touch, but please do. David? And maybe I can David? locate Jack somehow David? or locate where I am. David? Where am I? Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. This has been an Electric Vicuna production.
Monday matinee on the Mutual Audio Network always means a potpourri of entertainment, drama, comedy, action. Whew, it really stimulates the mind, don't it? Well, a great way to get your mind back into neutral gear is to catch Bells in the Battery on Friday Follies and Sunday Showcase. Silliness is the best cure for mental stimulation. Bells in the Battery, always odd, always family-friendly. If only I could convince my family to listen to it. (laughs) 